uh, maybe we can dive into one or two of these specifically, um, the films, yeah. uh, the, the ads. Uh, I mean, look, the Sydney Opera House sales one oh, was, was wonderful. Um, um, and particularly because, you know, the ship song, even just from a marketing point of view, calling it the ship song project is so much more. I would tell someone about that from a marketing perspective. It's brilliant because you'd say, oh, I'd ra rather tell my friends, have you heard about the ship song project rather than have you seen the latest Sydney Opera House ad? You know, it's, it's brilliant on that level. Shareability is brilliant. The yeah. Iceland one, you know, I just love all those people doing, you know, zany things. And, you know, it's the but to me that that relied really on the poetry and the energy of that very sort of Icelandic track, I reckon. You know, so it's yeah. a lot about the music in that one. But, you yes. know, fantastic in what it's doing. Um, the Paralympics one, you know, again, I wrote down words like strength, you know, that you just come away with this sense of, you know, power and guts and grit and energy and all those things. And, and you just go, yeah, yeah you know, I'm going to back whatever it is I'm supposed to do at the end. You know, I, I love those athletes <laughs> I and I want to be one. Or, <laughs> yeah, all of that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. but, but perhaps I just want to pick up on homecoming maybe because it touched yeah. me as a dad, you know, and that yes. and, and what I loved was, you know, that shift from ads that were, you know, Particularly in the 80s and 90s, we had a lot of, you know, road accident trauma, you know, all the, the dark side of things that go wrong, particularly a lot of government ads that were yes. basing, shocking us and scaring us to, to change our behaviour. Whereas this, yes. so that's sort of anti-things, this is for something and it's for that positive sense of, you know, you love your dad and there's this kid. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, wondering, is his dad going to come home? And you're sort of feeling you're drawn into that kid's story about, oh, is my dad going to come home? And then he does, and you go, oh, it's relief. And so yeah. it's sort of building on that positive sense that we have of of when the family's together, when happy things happen, you know, yes. that's... So, um, you know, is, is do you think... I guess my question there is, do you think that that's <laughs> what's going on here? It's a sign of our times, if you like, that, that even in our advertising, we're looking for more hope for more uplift more uplifting and generally positive things to sell change well I think I think there's there's certain films that um, can still have that sort of the the shock component I guess certain um, advertisements for where that may or may not work and that depends on who the target audience is uh, I think so um, if the target audience is sort of you know your young pea platers who feel invincible sometimes an approach that's taken with them is to show them that, that perhaps they're not and that nobody is um, and you can sort of see some of those those sort of shock films come up in that space what I love about homecomings is um, is that it's about values um, to your point so it, it's around the hope what homecomings did so beautifully which those so did those other advertisements that I put forward to you was um, it, it kind of flipped a traditional story on its head and built relevance, immediate relevance with the audience. So, um, and, and Homecomings is a beautiful example about why people who make film and people who make ads in particular should never get too bogged down in what a focus group of eight people are saying about storyboards. So, um, you know, Homecomings is... A, it, it's about working safely. You know, it's it's targeting kind of working class, predominantly male audience, and it's asking them to care about something that before that ad felt like 
boring work stuff, you know, the tedious, uh, you know, uh, dot the I, cross the T kind of work stuff that, yeah, 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 we get that it's important but I don't feel it. Um, And it flipped that and it turned what was traditionally only ever a very rational message into something that was highly emotive. Um, And it it did that through um, reflecting the life and the values of, of the workers that it's trying to get to. But I ran focus groups for 10 years. I've tested a lot of advertising and I've worked really well with with ad agencies because I understand that when eight people in a room say do this, that often is a sign to do the opposite. Um, But unfortunately, there's a lot of qualitative researchers out there that do not get that. They don't understand how story works or how it lands and so they follow what the consumer says. And if, if, if... if brands only push as far as the consumer is saying, then obviously they're not pushing far enough because they're not showing them anything new. Um, but also there's this great kind of story from market research around Henry Ford when he was sort of, you know, when they they always say if, if Henry Ford um, ran focus groups about, you know, the first car, everybody would have said, I just need a faster horse. So it's this real truism, I guess, that consumers can't necessarily see and shouldn't be able to see where brands and businesses are leaping to. Um, So you have to be really careful when you're testing stories and storytelling in front of the consumer market. And and there's no way known eight um, middle, uh, sorry, working class blokes, you know, having stepped straight out of building sites would have come along and said, play that Dido track. Like, we love it. And and that's why I love Homecomings because it's a fantastic example of how um, storytellers need to be bold and do what's right for the sort of emotional tone they're trying to hit. And um, and you need to speak to consumers. As a consumer psychologist, I understand the importance of touching base with your consumers and qualitative research with them is highly, highly valuable when it's done well. But what it's about is it's about exploring their headset and their psychology and what lights them up and their values and then stepping back from that and saying, now that I feel like I know them relatively well, how can we place product X here? But it's not about going to a consumer and saying, how should we advertise this? Should this be purple? Should it be blue? Should it be this big? Um, I'm I'm far less interested in that kind of really prescriptive work. I feel like it, it, it limits businesses and brands to where the consumer is currently at rather than where everyone wants to go mm. so it, I mean, to me it yeah, sounds great. like then it's it sounds like then it's about the emotion it's trying to understand the person yeah. and then what are the emotional triggers so would you say that a successful ad in that sense is always emotional always emotional always lands emotionally as well as rationally what you said before is was really interesting to me because as somebody who's worked with a lot of ad agencies over the years um, to sort of test ideas and to test concepts. Um, you, you will show them even if it's in storyboard format and the very first thing that I'll always ask is can you just jot down your gut reaction? I don't want them to say it. I don't want each other to hear it, but I want them to jot down their, their, their gut reaction. Um, and, and only once I've got all that emotional stuff out do I then say, so what do you think the message was here? You know, what's going on? What was the advertiser trying to say to you? If you start with rational, it's very tricky to go back into the emotional. So you'll sort of allow people to get the emotional context out first, um, non-shared, so I know it's honest and it's real and it's what they generally felt. And that's where you can see that a lot of ads are, are, are going pear-shaped in that the message might be there, it might be really clear, but emotionally it's left people in the wrong space. It's tonally wrong for that brand. Um, 
So yeah, it's 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 really important to to sort of check in on both. But but brands that don't land emotionally are, are you know a dying breed. Thank goodness, and most of them attempt to. Um, some of them are still just rational kind of screams at the audience, but um, they land emotionally too. They're really bloody annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but does. Um is the tendency if everything is always emotional in advertising that like to me what you said was interesting too that it it has to be both it has to be rational and emotional so it can't be purely emotion otherwise we're just gonna i don't know yeah there has to be generally some sort of message in there but the message can be really subtle it can be nothing more you know there's no rational information about the Sydney Opera House in the Shipson project. It's not about the product. It doesn't say the Opera House is open, you know, seven days a week from here to here and these are the sorts of things that you can see. But but its values are on show um, and it's the, di- the diversity is on show. So one of the things that's, that's really interesting about all four of those ads that I thought you would enjoy, I'm so glad you did, um, is the relevance. You know, they've all... Um, you know that that sort of mirror neuron system can can fire up at, at some stage in those. The Paralympic one is so clever in the addition of those tiny snippets in the middle that show how these things can happen. You know, a pregnant woman that just sort of staggers and and all of a sudden something's happened to her unborn child. The car crash flipping um, is an immediate way for those filmmakers to say. You know, don't sit there in your comfort zone thinking that this could never be you. This could be you. This could have been you. This could be your neighbour. You've probably all been in situations where you were this close from this sort of stuff happening. Um, you know, these Paralympians aren't some sort of other species. They're, they're, they're human beings like you and I for which, you know, something has happened in their life that's meant that they now are carrying, you know, this this sort of injury that, that means that they are now you know brilliant at this or so it's um yeah very clever filmmaking always um draws the audience in i guess by um by providing that that sort of relevance and different places where the audience can say oh that could be me or same with the iceland example you know you there's somebody in that clip that you relate to there's somebody that you feel is is more or less like you or like the people that you love to be around and, and that's the moment that they can grab you. Right down to the dancing fisherman, you know, in the because <laughs> does that big <laughs> handstand yeah. or whatever. It's is just fantastic. fantastic. There's just yeah. brilliant, brilliant ads. And if only I, I don't know if anyone in an Australian tourism has seen it, but I wish they I wish they would take a few hints. It doesn't have to be sort of beautiful beaches and koala bears and you know, there's just so much more we could be doing with, with the storytelling. Yeah, yeah. 